God made me fresh. Carvelo. Lil Dilly from the bottom of the map. I ain't gotta have a strap. I still get him with the rap. Hating Dilly, man, you gotta be an idiot. In fact, took the monkey off, then I put the city on my back. Country boy, but I hang around city slickers. This is welcome well, to Sports and Jesus. Uh, for those of you that are watching on the live stream, you've been with us for a little, uh, a good minute probably, as we've been kind of figuring out some technical difficulties. Um, David here, along with my normal co co-host joy and we've got a little special guest for you um those of you that remember he's co-hosted in the past we got will simpkins with us will say hey hello what's up everybody um will i was about to say will's no longer with us um that was not gonna come out right uh he hasn't died yeah <laughs> will's here he's not he's not live streaming with us from heaven um will is no longer no longer lives in the same area as us, so he's not able to um, be in studio with us. Uh, my cat's about to get on the live stream. Sorry about that. And he's really fighting it. Uh, Joy, if you can take care of that. Um, he really he really wants to be on, guys. But, uh, yeah, Will got a position at a, What's the name of your church again? Yeah, it's Parker Memorial Baptist Church. And this uh, our it's a little um, community here called the Armandville, which is kind of a part of Oxford here, and so it's our we call it the the, the Armandville campus. Okay. There's two. Campuses. Yeah. Yeah. So he is the worship leader and youth minister there. If you live anywhere mm -hmm. close to that, and you're looking for a um, a church that's going to preach the gospel, sing gospel rich music, um, do things well, go go check them out. If you're anywhere in that area, that's the Oxford, Alabama area. Um, also, Will is a part of a regular podcast through his church. Um, I think it's, it's Parker Theology Club. Is that is that the name of the podcast also? Yeah. Yeah, it's Parker Theology Club, and we also do like a class as well through the Parker Theology Club at the church. So if you were to come, you could be part of that on Thursday, Thursday evenings. Yeah, yeah. And, and that podcast, if you don't live in that area, go check out the podcast. You can get it on Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can get that podcast as well. Um, and it is, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a regular listener to it. It is uh, similar to kind of what we do in the Jesus portion, but uh, just very good, rich, thought-out, gospel-centered theology. And and not just, I cover a lot of theology, but they also cover some, like looking through some, and, and looking at some, some different things through a sound theological gospel centered lens. Um, so go, go check that out as well. But, uh, let's dive into sports, man. It was like, have any sports there for felt like eight years. Um, cats back up here. Uh, and, uh, and now it's like, there's too many things to watch. Like, I feel like I need multiple TV. We're actually watching the WNBA, uh, playoffs right now. But, um, but wow. yeah, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I say there's there's too much. There's actually not a ton on tonight, but uh, but later on this week, I mean, yeah. So we had finally, uh, guys. I don't know about you, but it felt so good to watch SEC football um, Saturday. I know I'm a Tennessee yeah. fan. Joy's a Bama fan. Will's a Bama fan. Um, man, it felt. It felt good to watch SEC. Like, like it felt like I know we've had college football for a while, but um, 
it felt good to watch SEC football. It's just a little different, you know. Yeah, um, very different. different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, David, I bet you yourself felt a little bit like kind of validated. Like I, I felt happy for you actually, uh, because because Tennessee won. Oh yeah, yeah. We like, uh, I, I watching the game of you. Do what? Uh, I said I was watching that Tennessee game, and you, you were on my mind while I was watching it. I was like, "Hey, Tennessee looking good." I bet David's happy. Yeah, a, a, a lot of people <laughs> that that happens because apparently I'm like the most famous Tennessee fan. Um, but now, <laughs> you know, me, me and uh, was it Kenny Chesney? Kenny Chesney. Yeah, me and Kenny Chesney <laughs> are the most famous Tennessee fans. You're texting during the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it felt. It, I don't know, like, Jeremy Pruitt is starting to change the way that I feel about Tennessee. Like, I feel like for so many years, as a Tennessee fan, it was kind of like you go into the fourth quarter and it's a close game. You're like, okay, we're going to figure out some way to lose this game. Like, we're going to make some dumb mistake. We're going to give up a Hail Mary. We're going to have some dumb penalty and we're going to lose this game. But the last two years, it's like those close games, man, I went into that game and it was – I think it, it might have been tied going in the fourth quarter. It's just like, yeah, we'll win this. We got this. Like, we'll figure it out. And, and of course, we, we did. I mean, we got the, the longest winning streak of Power 5 teams. So, take that, Yeah, they played, Alabama. They played different, too. Yeah. They're, they're playing a lot tougher. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we have, you know, we, we've started this season a Sports and Jesus Top 10. So, I want to, um, as we talk about college football, I want to kind of rattle off our, our and we'll we'll talk about it and see what what y'all have to say about it um but this is this is voted on by some of the guys that have been um yeah guys that have been involved sports in jesus so uh this week's top 10 where we wrote it down where do we write it down at oh here found it um number 10 and this is a move back from two spots from our last top 10 because they, they kind of struggled early against Kentucky, and that is the Auburn Tigers. Um, yeah, yeah, Auburn's going back. Again, our top okay. 10, this is just teams that are playing right now. So there are no Big Ten teams, no Pac-12 teams in our top 10. Um, we've got number nine, um, still holding number nine, but they jumped Auburn, I guess, or Auburn – behind I don't know but they're ahead of Auburn now and that is uh UCF the uh four-time national champion uh it feels like <laughs> UCF um number eight a big jump and I know uh stats who might join us at some point he'll, he'll really like this um maybe probably the best win so far in college football and that is the Mississippi State Dogs who yeah, looked very, very good against the reigning national champions LSU Saturday. I mean, put up six hundred and twenty-three passing yards. Crazy! Like <laughs> that's against again the reigning national champions. That's not like six hundred. That's not like Tua putting up five hundred passing yards against Georgia State or something. You know, that's <laughs> I mean that's that's LSU's national champion defense that and I felt like watch like the first quarter of that game was one of the most boring games I've ever seen in my life 
And then it started clicking for Mississippi State, and it was just boom. Yeah, um, it was a completely different Mississippi State team than we're used to seeing. Yeah, sure. yeah, uh, yeah. Man, I, I feel I mean, the pirate has landed. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I mean that's Mississippi State's schedule. I mean that's the second best team on their schedule right there, and they just beat them pretty easily. Yeah. Um, it could if Mississippi State continues to play that well in a few weeks when they go into Tuscaloosa, that'll be a could potentially yeah. be a very interesting game. Now, to be fair, Alabama's defense showed they're a lot different than LSU's defense. But um but we do have a young secondary though. Um that's that's where they could get us is that our, our secondary is pretty young. Uh our linebackers look good. Um front you know front defensive line looks good. Our uh, DBs are sort of young though, so they may it could be it'll be interesting to watch at least. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of scared. Yeah, you should be scared, Alabama fans. <laughs> you should all be scared of Mississippi State. Um, State. I th- I think this. I think that one game already makes is it Costello? Is that his name? Makes Costello the uh, second best Mississippi State quarterback ever. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I mean that's not saying much because obviously Dak's number yeah. one, but uh, but like I mean that's. Already, like he's the second best yeah. Mississippi State quarterback just with one game. Even if he retired right now, he's the second best Mississippi State quarterback ever. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so Mississippi State is at number eight. Number seven, we've got Tejas, um, Texas. Um, they just they haven't lost, so we're keeping them at number seven. Number six, we've they got do what? I said they almost did. Yeah. Yeah, they almost did. I feel like honestly, Mississippi State probably should be ahead of Texas. That was a much more impressive win, but it's like it's still kind of the back of your head that you're like, it's Mississippi State. Like, eh, you know, we'll see. That was one game. All right, we'll we'll see. But yeah, so Texas is number seven. Number six, we've got uh, coming up because on account of their uh, on account of the coronavirus, Notre Dame. Um, I just think they've. I I just. I kind of feel like I want an ACC team now that they're in playing in the ACC schedule this year. Like I want an ACC team. I want somebody to compete with Clemson this year. So it kind of that makes me add points to ACC teams, which is why the number five team, which might be the most impressive team so far, I think just that has played multiple games, and that would be the Miami Hurricanes. Hmm. I'm not sure what that was. But, I don't either. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what noise yeah, I know that it was. It came from my computer. I don't oh, know okay. What it was. Um, oh, those logos. Oh, Bible software. Oh, Bible out. software. Yeah, Joy's Joy's already ready to get into the <laughs> the Bible subject. But um, but yeah. So Miami Hurricanes, man. It you put a legitimate quarterback there, and with just how they can recruit. And you get what you've seen so far. Um, Number four, even though they kind of struggled at first, it seemed to kind of come together for them and they pulled away at the end. But I think there's just so much talent on the field is the the Georgia Bulldogs. It's going to be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. Uh, I completely Mm -hmm. missed that Newman had opted out of this season until I was watching that game. I was like, where is he? I just found out today. Um, yeah. Sorry. 
everybody say hey to Deli. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I think they're what's his name the um the transfer from USC. They're waiting on him to get cleared. Still, that'll whenever if he gets cleared this season, you know, then they'll be. I think that'll put them right at the top of national champion contenders. But but they kind of struggled early on against against Arkansas. At the same time, I know we kind of say Arkansas is not very good, but you don't know how good Arkansas will be with – I completely forgot that they got um, – what's the quarterback's name that used to be at Florida? Yeah. Um, oh, you've lost me. He started at Florida. Uh, for, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, him. Hey, they kept it close, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I, just the, say, I forgot Arkansas I mean, was they the team. Could, they had a chance to win that game. Yeah. Like up until – the third quarter or so. Yeah. Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Um, so the number three, I've got his former team, Florida. Um, I think it's interesting that what what's Florida's quarterback's name? Kyle Trask. Yes. I think it's interesting that he was oh, is it King, the Miami quarterback? He was his backup quarterback in high school. That oh, yeah, yeah. Trask didn't even start in high school, and now he's got his team ahead of um, Miami. But, anyways, and then number two, I've got Alabama. You just obviously they look very good this year. You don't really know. I mean, that Missouri didn't look very good. Um, I think that game could have been a lot worse than it was. Uh, I, one thing I did notice that is just like this. I feel like this is. Everything about Nick Saban is every other game I watched on Saturday, every time they'd show the coaches, like their mask would be like down below their chin or something, you know, like nobody was wearing their mask right. And then you, the Alabama game, every single, not just Nick Saban, every person on that sideline that had to wear a mask had their mask on perfectly. <laughs> like that just yeah. shows like the discipline and the, like the control and command of of Nick Saban on that program, um, yeah. And then uh, yeah. number one, I've got I've got Clemson. I just think uh, j- the reason we I think the reason we put Clemson over Alabama is just because of position. Um, I think Clemson just right now has a proven winner at, um, but. You know, that would be – if that ends up being the national championship game again, that's going to be great. Obviously, I think Ohio State, because it looks like they're going to be playing, I think they might have something to say about that. Um, they're they're going to be very good this year too. But, yeah, so, so that's who – Sports and Jesus, that's who we have as the top ten. Uh, we'll hopefully be reminding you of that on social media. Uh, go follow us on Instagram. That's where we'll probably be doing that on our Instagram story. Um, but, yeah, so – that's what we got college football wise. Anything either one of you guys want to add to that? I don't think so. Get on. All right. Let's move on to the NBA Finals. Um, wow. <laughs> heat Lakers. And I'm saying wow because of the heat. Man, they they did it. They have looked uh, up to this point in the playoffs. The Heat have looked better than the Lakers. Um, the Lakers have struggled a lot more than the Heat. Man, like, 
this is the way I think going into just what where we're going to talk about who we think is going to win and stuff. I think it's best explained like you know people are asking do the Heat have a chance? It's like on the court series you're going to have the best two players on the court are LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But then the third through like eight or nine best players on the court after that all play for the Miami Heat. Like if you put if you like the Miami Heat, like you'd probably say what Tyler Hero is probably other outside that one game, he's probably Miami's fifth or sixth best player. He'd be the third best player for the Lakers. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. I think the matchups are very interesting. Both Jimmy Butler and Iguodala are kind of known for guarding LeBron well, and then you've got Bam, who is the most athletic diverse big guy um covering Anthony Davis and so that, I think that's going to I think that's going to be a tough matchup for the Lakers. I th- I think I I think I'm going to pick the Heat to win. I think I think that's who I got. I think we all know who Joy got. Joy Joy got who Joy yeah. has. Got the Heat and 6. Gotten who Joy's gotten. You got the Heat and 6? All right. 6. <laughs> I've got the Heat and 2. Um <laughs> Will, what do you think? I don't educated opinion other than uh, I mean I've been watching I didn't really watch any of the Heat series but I watched all of the the Lakers series the Lakers consistent um, I mean relatively speaking <laughs> I mean they're still very great but um, but I have seen a lot of the highlights from the Heat so I don't have a very good guesstimate but I would I'm just gonna say uh, Lakers because LeBron. I feel like that's what we all expected Joy to say, but uh, he decided. Let me ask you this. Who are you going for? I'm going for the – no. <laughs> I think I'm going for the Heat, and I'm not sure why. Because, <laughs> like, I used to be a Lakers – like, growing up, I was a Lakers fan. Um, I, I loved Kobe. And I like LeBron. I just, I just like the way the Heat play. Like, I like the way that they – they just they play so hard. They play like I don't know. I just like the, I like the way Tyler Hero plays. I love the way Bam plays. I like the way like Jimmy Butler seemed to be like the perfect like missing piece for this team, which was kind of a yeah. a surprise to me because um, I I didn't think that was a great idea. Jimmy Butler going there, but um, but yeah. So I I'm I think I'm gonna pull for the Heat. I know Joy's gonna be. Yeah, I'm. We'll pull for the Lakers just because I'm a LeBron fan, but I'm picking the Heat to win, and I also like Miami. So, whoever wins, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, that's one way to like. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that so that's so we kind of picked who it, that's going to be interesting, man. Like, are, are the Heat going to still play a zone? Like, how are they going to? Because I think they match up well. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but uh, yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. Excited to see how that's going to work out in the bubble. But uh, so we'll we'll keep moving on to um, the next level of football which is the nfl um 
NFL's back big time. Man, Patrick Mahomes, watching him. We're recording this on a Tuesday night if you're listening to the podcast. But uh, watching Patrick Mahomes, like. Tear apart the Ravens. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Like, it was. I watched it, too. It's ridiculous. The The guy's a video game on rookie. Honestly. It's like watching a video someone play on rookie mode on Madden. Yeah, is amazing. I mean, that's why they gave him ha- almost half a billion dollars. Like, like they it's it's crazy. Like I, I was watching the like the pregame stuff, and the majority of the people were, were picking the Ravens. And it's like it's like Patrick Mahomes could just sense that. He's like, do you forget like how I won the Super Bowl last year? Like <laughs> I'm the best quarterback. Yeah. You know, if he keeps going like this, potentially I- the best quarterback ever. Yeah, after last night, I don't see I don't see them not winning the Super Bowl again this year. I hot take, but I yeah. mean they they look the Chiefs as a whole look really good. Yeah, is so, he the so most fun year. quarterback to watch play ever? Uh, Lamar Jackson so. is up there too. Lamar's definitely up there. <laughs> I and as much as I didn't like Johnny Menzel, he was so much fun to watch play. Yeah, like, yeah. even as an yeah. Alabama fan, I would make sure to watch Sports Center to see what Johnny did. Yeah, that day. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think I, Michael Vick. Yeah, he was fun. Was too. fun. Cam Newton when he's healthy is a lot a lot of fun. Yeah, I Just forgot like, that he was fun healthy. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, he's giving footballs <laughs> the kids and stuff, yeah. and like doing a Superman thing. Man, that's he's fun to watch. Russell Wilson is a lot of fun to watch too. Especially now that he's got DK Metcalf. Uh, by the way, DK yeah. Metcalf, if you're listening to this, holler at us. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, yeah, for for those of you listening to this, um, Joy just pointed at you, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I even snapped my finger. That's the best it's ever done. Because I do the why wrong do you snap? Finger. Yeah, why do you snap? With because your... these don't work. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it took like I was probably like in my twenties when I realized the sound and the snapping of your finger is your finger slapping against your. Um, I've got your short, stubby palm. fingers, so they don't. They just they don't work. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's not your. I, just, <laughs> I, I, didn't, know I didn't know that until just right now. <laughs> Will's mind is blown. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> you're gonna be no, late. Yeah. You're gonna be laying that's down to it. sleep tonight and just be like, yeah. My like, wife's in there. I've, I almost went. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> snap your fingers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <Little> John. <laughs> but uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, exciting quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Russell Wilson's up there. Um. I would say Peyton Manning, but I'm a little biased. You know who's not exciting? Tom Brady, except when you want to watch him cry. Yeah. cry. <laughs> uh, hey, it's been really fun watching Cam Newton with the Patriots. I've been watching. I've been enjoying watching them play. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Like I, like I hate the Patriots, uh, for a lot of reasons, but like. I like Cam Newton. Like I just like the way he plays, man. I like like he just makes yeah. he makes football seem so much fun. 
I mean, that season where they went to the Super Bowl and got beat by the Broncos and they were almost undefeated and stuff, like that was, it was so much fun to watch them play that year. Yeah. But, yeah, he's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, NFL, that I think we all agree, Patrick Mahomes, if, if he doesn't get hurt, the Chiefs are going to be tough to beat. I don't really see anybody yeah. that really comes close to him. No. But uh, we we've got a few minutes here, which I was kind of hoping on because I didn't I haven't got to talk about this yet, uh, and and probably Joy and Will won't really have a lot to say on this subject. But um, sorry, cough. <coughs> My apologies. Um, for you. You. As many of you know, I've become a soccer fan, and uh, as everyone knows, our Women's soccer team has done very, very well, won the last two World Cups. Our men's soccer team, not so much. Uh, we didn't even make the last World Cup. We got beat by Trinidad and to, to bake, Trinidad and a bagel. That's bad. Trinidad, yeah. And uh, that is bad. we didn't even make it to the World Cup. But there are some things changing when it comes to men's U.S. soccer. We have quite a few young players that are starting to get major minutes for major teams and doing very well in Europe. And it's really exciting to watch. Uh, three in particular I just want to quickly mention. So I'm a Juventus fan, as you can see by my hat, um, which is a Juventus hat. Juventus is my team. They play Serie A, the Italian top flight league, and – They've won it nine years in a row. But they signed, I think he's actually on loan, but Weston McKinney, their first American player ever to play for Juventus. And not, they didn't just sign him. They, which I understand, like, they've got a contract. The Italian League has a contract with ESPN+. Plus, so all the Italian games are on ESPN+. Plus. So a lot of, uh, Juventus is a team that Cristiano Ronaldo plays for. A lot of, Americans are starting to watch Juventus. Um, so it makes a lot of sense for them. Hey, if we've got a growing market in America, let's sign an American player and sell us some jerseys. So that makes sense. However, it's obvious that that wasn't the only goal because they've played two games so far and he's started both of them and has done very well. Young guy, I think he's like 22, um, but that's exciting. We've talked about this before, but also... Christian Pulisic is playing and did really well last season for Chelsea, which is a major, major club. That's Joyce's favorite club, actually. But uh, he's doing very well. He hasn't played yet this year because of injury, but Chelsea hasn't done great without him. So not only is, is he playing, but he is one of Chelsea's best players and a player that they seem to desperately need. Um, and then also a 17-year-old, Gio Reyna, is getting some major minutes and scoring some goals for Borussia Dortmund in the German League, in the Bundesliga. And that's a pretty big deal, too. That's actually who Christian Pulisic played for before he went to Chelsea. Um, they're, they are known for having very good young players that then go on to play at some of the huge major clubs. But um, those three players right there, and, and there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of players playing in, in Europe. Um, like I said before we recorded, 
Um, when we were on live, I talked about the whole the way that I got introduced to StreamYard was through a podcast called Young Americans Abroad, where they just talk about all the young Americans playing in in Europe. But um, oh, we also have Ser, Ser, Sergio Sergino Sergino Dest, who is looks like about to sign for either Barcelona or Bayern Munich, which are both two of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, and he's, he's, he's an, well, he's an American. I think his dad is an American. He actually has lived in Amsterdam his whole life. I think English is a second language, but he plays on our national teams because his dad's an American. He plays for Ajax right now, which is this team behind on this, uh, scarf behind joy. Ajax actually got that in Amsterdam, but, uh, but yes, that's exciting. So, Now's a good time to try soccer, guys. If you love America, um, you should try not American soccer. <laughs> I thought you're. I thought you're about to say if you're American, try soccer. Like as if the epitome of being American is yeah. to play soccer. Yeah, I was gonna say. I hate to break it to you, but no one thinks that. <laughs> See, it's that attitude right there, Will. Is why we've never won a World Cup. It's that attitude right there. So if we all collectively, I know this podcast goes out all over America. If we collectively change our minds about soccer and start training our kids in soccer from an early age, we'll win a World Cup one day, maybe. And it's just it's just too hard to follow. There's too many there's too many different cups that are playing all the time. It's just too much. Look, I don't even know how how you can be off sides in soccer. We we literally in this podcast have talked about like five different sports <laughs> that we all know, and you're saying like soccer is too hard to follow. It is hard. These other sports are hard to follow when they're all going on at the same time. <laughs> but we're doing it. We're I played soccer away. in high school, and I still don't understand that offsides rule. So hey, it's, uh, you just can't be past the last defender if you don't have the ball. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we have oh. talked about baseball. Oh, like, baseball. baseball. Yeah. Baseball. Do what? Do we follow what? Do you follow baseball at all? Yeah. That, uh, uh, I follow it in the sense of like, I hope the Yankees win the World Series. But in the sense of like, have I watched a Yankees game yet this year? No. Um, but if they're, if, they're, if they're in the World Series, I'll watch some. Um, yeah, but me too, but I'm not going to like, like if I was, was that you? I'm guessing. Oh. I just got, I just, <laughs> you gotta, know, you can mute the, your, it was muted. Oh. I've been, <laughs> how did that turn back on? Uh, yeah. There's a ghost in here. It's that touch oh, bar. Holy, I was, uh, holy ghost. I, I was so pumped at the beginning of like whenever baseball first came back. I think that was the first. I think that was the first sport that kind of came back after since this pandemic's been going on yeah and i was so excited to have like live sports happen again and i was i was like i'm gonna follow the braves <laughs> again like the first time in like 15 years or something so would have been a and, good year uh, to do it yeah and i, I kind of have kept up with them a little bit but i i've yet to watch an entire game like i yeah. i 
I can't sit in my living room for nine innings and watch paint dry. I can't do it. No, no. I think I've I watched mean, just, every Braves game through this 60-game shortened season. You're lying. Every single I'm one of calling them. your bluff. The entire you're, game. You're lying. All of them. No, you're definitely lying. No, it's a fact. Name four of their wow. pitchers. Max Freed. I don't know if you're right. You, know, you can just completely... <laughs> <laughs> Faulty wits. That one's right. That one's right. Jim McJimmy. Jim McJimmy. <laughs> Freddie Freeman. Oh, wait. He's, he's not a preacher. He's not a preacher. He's not a preacher. He's, he's not a preacher either. Uh, so. Milan- he's not a preacher. Mark Melanson. Guys, he's got this pulled up on his computer. Yeah, Albie's the, um, the guy. No. Albie. Do what? He's a great hit. There's this guy. His, his last name is Albie's. I can't remember his first name. I have no but, idea. Uh, Ozzy Albies. But baseball is so much yeah. better with a shortened 60-game season. I'll these give you double, that. These double headers that are seven innings are amazing. Yeah. No doubt. And the extra inning rule where you automatically put a player on second base is really fun. Yeah. Just Yeah, and it makes it, it, makes it more exciting and it makes it quicker. <laughs> yeah. So it's a quick game. Because my thing is, I'm 30 years old, but I really like double that. And so just sitting in my living room with a baseball game. Why do you double that? What do you mean? Falling asleep is the best. It is, man. And then, though, like if you fall asleep watching sports, then you have dreams typically that you're playing that sport (laughs) because it's still like the sounds going on in the background. And then, yeah. Yeah. I've been been playing MLB The Show recently on. PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah, and uh, it is way more fun to play than it is to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I've a, uh, I would love, like, I love baseball video games, but I've got an Xbox, and they don't do MLB the Show for Xbox for some reason. But so really? I just, yeah, I just FIFA is what I do. I FIFA, FIFA. all the time. FIFA, FIFA, FIFA in it. But uh, yeah, so we're wrapping up the sports talk here. Um, Want to quickly just point you all to some of our sponsors. This episode, just like every episode, is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. Um, RedLetterClo.com. Go check them out. They've got some sweet stuff. Again, a couple episodes ago, I interviewed uh, Florida and Frangu, the owner and creator and founder of Red Letter Clothing. It was a cool interview. Getting to hear just his, his heart for um, not just clothing and but but for ministry as well and just the cool opportunities he's had at ministry through red letter clothing so go check them out they're they're great um yeah and awesome awesome merch as well um also a new sponsor we've got is lofty leather leather company um go check them out they are they're they're awesome um you can check them out on social media um. Yeah, they do. I think, like we said, we said last time, like one of one of the coolest things they do is they're um, they make they have these wallets that you can get made out of baseball gloves. That's cool. Yeah, really cool leather wallets, obviously, because baseball gloves are made out of leather. But uh, but yeah, what? they they make they make hats, <laughs> they make um, all kinds of stuff. If you're if you've got a company or you're starting a company or any kind of logo that you want on a hat or whatever, um, 
holler at them. You can contact them through through social media. Uh, they're they're really good. I know really good Instagram follow. Go check them out. That's that's loft, yeah, lofty leather co. Lofty leather. Yep. Um, but we are going to. <laughs> It's really looks cool to like, watch you uh, watch them try to like to close captions while you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> I've been yeah. reading those. Yeah, <laughs> it's really entertaining. It's, it's really cool that like I'm being. That's captioned. lofty leather leather here. Um, but we're going to. Go... <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to move into our Jesus part soon. Um, Uh, back with another one, yeah Oh, you thought that I was done with it Now I'm having fun with it Shit, G gave me the ball, what's me wrong with it Some other people left the game, I'm in the slum village And I know the stakes, saying what it takes One hand on the wheel, foot on the gas Never on the break, keep it real Looking at the past and all the mistakes This God that has got me here, standing by grace, man Oh my, woo God's water never goes dry And so we drink, could tell I was close by Was on the brink, when you dwell with the most high You never sink, you gotta have faith On the path, the snakes in the grass You could tell a lot by the way we think I came a long way from a strip and rink Vowed I never write a song I couldn't sing So I sing, oh my And we're back with the Jesus Faith Christian part of our episode here uh, Will with us. We're still live, live streaming. He's still still alive, and we are still live. Uh, so listen to us. You know, we've started this live streaming thing that tends to be pretty cool. Working out, uh, works out pretty well. But uh, but yeah. So here we are. Uh, today we want to talk about. I think a topic, subject, ask some very important questions. Uh, we want to talk about the the glory of God. We want to talk about uh, first, I guess. Let's talk about just the glory of God and why it is uh, why it's important. What like why is it? So we're we're what we want to talk about overall is glorifying God daily, uh, glorifying God in your everyday life, glorifying God in the kind of the mundane things of life. So that's what we want to talk about. So before we get there, I want to talk about why why it should be important to us to glorify God and why that should be on our mind generally. And so just out there, Joy, do you, like, what would be your just kind of off-the-cuff answer, glory important, why is it important for us to to try to glorify Him? say it's important to us because it's important to God and it's mm. what he seeks most after that would be my stop the cuff whole reason that we were created ooh ooh that's good um yeah so i'm going to once i find my bible here i'm going to turn to psalm 19 uh Verse 1, as my Bible's loading, as I'm turning the pages. In my past, the kids that I help teach, they like numbers of the Bible, and it just took me back to our old Bible studies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do they all have the same Bible or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> How old are these? Six and seven. Exactly about that age. <laughs> yep. Um, Except, you know, when we were doing that in our old Bible studies, we are Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to make fun of that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so Psalm 19, verse 1, the head of God in the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And so God's glory, the glory of God, is what all of creation does. It's what all of creation was created for, was to glory. Again, that was Psalm 19.1. And so it's it's important. That is our goal as Christians. That is our goal, is to with everything God glory. And And here's the deal. Eventually, everybody will bring God glory, yeah. like His glory, from you, either through His grace and His mercy and His forgiveness. He'll show His glory in that way, or He's going to show His glory through His perfect justice and, and anger towards sin. Yep. So God, every person, no matter what they believe, God is going to get glory from them. Every thing created, God gets and will get glory from. And so as Christians, you know, we, on top of that, are to display God's, um, his, his glory in the way that we live. And when we, when we're saying that, Kind of what we mean is we want to kind of two things when when we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about a little differently in the sense of everybody is going to display God's glory by one way or another, like we just talked about. What we mean here is kind of, kind of two, twofold display God's glory. What we mean is, is worth to other people displaying his worth by the way we live our lives to other people, both and not saved. Yeah. Right. I forgot what the number two reason was. Oh, oh okay. The number two reason <laughs> is we also desire to show glory by bringing him honor and being obedient to what he's called us to do and the way he lives. And bringing, we, we desire to bring God glory through us. Um, that's what we mean. That's what we say, glorifying God daily. We show his glory to people. And we're also trying to honor with the way that we do everything that we do. Everything. And so I just want to throw out just a bunch of kind of verses in these verses. And we'll read a couple of them. Uh, Joy, if you want to be looking that one. 620. Um, but you got one. Psalm 612. First uh, Corinthians six twenty, which joins Thessalonians one eleven through twelve, ten through thirteen, which we'll read, and John eight, Matthew five sixteen. I mean, along with just a ton of verses talking about this. Uh, Joy, what does First Corinthians six twenty say? It says, "For you have been bought with a price; therefore, glorify God in your body." Yes. So there's a command right there: glorifying God. Um, with our body, I think there he's actually talking about uh, sexual matters, kind of more specifically, glorifying God through our holiness and our body being holy, being yeah. um, I think it's specifically what he's talking. About. I think it applies across the board. 
So um, if you want to look up that verse next, John 15, 8, I'm looking for... 4, 10 through, as you can tell by, I'm sure you can hear Joy's time, um, <laughs> that he's not using a Bible Bible. I can't fake but, it. Bible Bible. Um, so, First Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks is oracles of God, whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God. And here's the purpose: in in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. They belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So re- do things in a manner that brings glory to. If you want to read John chapter fifteen verse eight. My father is glorified by the fruit, and so proved to be my disciples. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so all that, it's important for us. It's vital for us. It should be your goal as a Christian to God every day by the way you handle things and people and just everything you do, do it to the glory of God. There's another verse, one of the verses that we didn't read, but that we threw out there was, whether you eat or drink, do so for the glory of God. So how do you do that? Which is the question we want to answer. So we, we've kind of, I feel like we've made the argument. I feel like we've made it well. Biblically, God's purpose, God's plan for you is to bring him glory. And and before we move forward, you know, I want to throw that kind of in the face position of the common belief or the common I guess the way the Bible and theology is taught is the purpose and God's goal for your life and happy. Yeah. I know we constantly kind of harp on that, but that is it, it is what God's is after. Because ultimately, and we'll get into this, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. And He does want us to be happy. But His He knows, because He designed it that way, that the only thing that can truly make him, the only thing that we can truly find satisfaction and find fulfillment in is seeking to glorify God, is his glory. That's the way That's the way that he has designed everything. And so that is how we fit in and line up with all of creation. Yeah. And then, because when you hear primarily the prosperity teach that, and when you hear people say that, when they're, they're looking at the world's prism and not through the Bible. They're not looking, thinking what true happiness is. They're thinking with their flesh, thinking, yeah, you know, a new truck would, you know, God wants me to be happy. He'll give me that truck kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So here are some, uh, I think ultimately the the answer to the question that we're asking can be summed up in this. And, you know, how do you glorify God daily? It is by putting first, by finding your ultimate satisfaction and pleasure and joy in Him above everything else. And doing that will affect the way you, you know, you're, you're proud first and putting, which which reminds me, uh, you know, we're, we're partners with Red Letter Clothing. You know, they've got a whole line of, God first. That's just everyday holiness and everyday glorifying God 
is putting God first. And so we want to talk a little bit about what that looks like. Excuse me. Putting God first, I think it, it, it flushes itself out, kind of, uh, or fleshes itself out. Is it flushes? Yeah, you, she said flush. Flush? Yeah. Like, flush <laughs> this. This is whack out because your toilet's broke. No. No, flush. Fle- flush. Flesh. No. Flesh. Yeah. When you flesh this out, <laughs> when you flush this down, um, when you flesh this out, I'm going with that. But, uh,. <laughs> I think a way to glorify God is the difficult things during the day. How you handle the painful things. Yeah. The indicator. It is a big difference between and how those things are handled between the person that God and the person that will be drastically different. Yeah. You know, because, and, and so what does that look like? If you're putting God first, uh, I'm going to throw this out there to you, Joy, first. If you're putting God first, what does it look like? Like the everyday, and we're not, of course, you know, major suffering, but but I'm talking about like just things that happen every day. Like when you, like just the difficult things, like the difficult things of maybe going to a job that you don't like, the difficult, just everyday mundane things that are hard. You know, how how does, how can you, what does it look like when you handle those things in a way that's obvious that you're putting I can think of just as a, like a physical, when my wife and I had COVID, you know, couldn't get out of bed without walking, like walking down the hall, put me out of breath is just laying there and thinking, you know, God, this is like, you don't have to deal with this. I'm human. I'm finite. This is making me dependent on you and where God is, he's not dependent on anybody. So I think in that John Piper, a few years ago, where some about glorifying God by drinking orange. Like, I did. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, thinking about the orange juice and thinking this color yellow is a gift of God's grace that I can see the color yellow, and hmm. thinking that and guys glorifying God daily like that—that's it's work, and it's yeah. it. but it's it's good. It's extremely beneficial for your spiritual life. Yeah. That's that's good. Um, I think you you wrote here uh, when talking about I think I think pain and suffering and talking about a, a great example is Paul and Philippe. You know, you get especially like verses eleven through thirteen, and you get we all know four thirteen. Do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But what he's talking about there, and, and that verse is so misused. You hear it used like that's a gr- great example of. Taking of, verses out yeah, of context. Yes, yes. <laughs> the context of that is Paul is in, Paul is in, like he is expecting in the book of this is kind of his farewell, Philippi. Like he is expecting to die soon, and so he's he's talking about there to glorify God and find joy in any circumstance, whether he has he has little. Whether he um, is healthy or sick, he no matter what, I will glorify God. I will praise God. I will find joy in God because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And and ultimately, what he's saying say is, you glorify God in the midst of difficult times or in the midst of difficult day. 
what it looks like is those things do not steal your joy because your joy your joy is found in God. So you go to work, and I don't know what your job is, but I, I used to have a job where you don't know on a daily basis what your workload is going to be when you wake up. And you get there thing from you might have a three or four hour day to you might have a nine or ten hour day. And so a job like that. And you get in there and you see, man, this is going to be a long day. Things right, I'm getting started late on whatever I do. It's going to push me back. It's going to this or that. I've got so much to do to the day. You don't let that joy. And, and we found that. We found that out in that job that we used to work. Because for so like they come in and they see how much they had to do that day and it ruins their whole day. Yeah. But for Christians, that's not true. Like we're just like, okay, I'm going to work. This isn't going to steal my day. This isn't going to steal my joy. I get this done, but my joy is found. Um, so I think that that's one way. Uh, another way, you know, talking about, we talked about pain and things. Also how you, how you handle and how you deal with every day that bring you pleasure. Yeah. I think also is a very important opportunity and very important way to, to glorify God. So what what we mean by that are like the things that, that you enjoy, do they, you see so many examples both in the Bible and throughout history and probably in your own life of putting good things that are gifts from God and putting them higher than they should be. Um, we see that in, you know, throughout, I mean, the, the Old Testament especially. Like, you look at just the nation of Israel. Repeatedly, they're doing that. Uh, you look at, I mean, just there's, there's just so many examples. And there's so many examples in my own life of putting, like, good things, gifts that God has given me and lifting them above the giver of those gifts. Yeah. Like, hey, I love, I mean, we are beyond thankful for the things that God has given us, but we know that they come second, third, last before our relationship with Christ that brings us the satisfaction that we long for. And you'll hear, I mean, I know David and I both have met people, we've listened to people who are like, I don't, I don't understand how this person is going through this terrible time and they, they, they're not depressed. They still have joy. I don't understand that. And I want what they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, and so I, I think of, of some just examples of, uh, like you can, like you can very easily put, um, which is a huge gift from God. And you can put that above God. You can easily put like little graces that God gives you, whether it be, you know, eating some food that you love, whether it be having some time in your day to, you know, we, we've all got that, that thing that is a grace of God that helps distract us from the difficulties of life. For some of us, that might be sports. Yeah. Um, for some of us, it might be video games. For some of us, that might be reading a good book. For some of us, that might be 
for really, really weird people. I know people that that's yard work. Uh, For some people that's, (laughs) yeah, weirdos. Uh, For some people that's exercising, you know, all kinds. For some people that's just listening to music or, you know, there's all kinds of escape. And those are good and those are good to have. And God has given us those things. But, you know, if we make those things like where that's everything in our day and everything that we're doing is to get to that. And everything, and that's most important. Where if we don't get that, we get upset. Or if we don't get that, it ruins our day. Or if we're spending, like, if, like, for me, if I just watch a whole NBA game and then I don't have the time to spend time in prayer, like, that's an issue there, you know. So, how we want to handle the good things as well, not just the bad things, but the good things as well, we want to handle those in a way that makes it obvious. That Jesus is more important to us than those things. Yep. Um, so, so we've got pain, we've got pleasure, we've got other ways that you can glorify God. Is is and we kind of hit on this already, but working hard at your job, how you your work ethic reflects your heart. Um, laziness is not is not a. Uh, I know some of us probably struggle with that more than others, but laziness is not a, uh, a kingdom. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's hard. And I'm not saying, you know, rest is important. Rest is very important. Um, and, and, and even rest is something, you know, you can do that in a way that glorifies God, but you know, your, your work ethic, you're handling your job well and using the gifts that God is giving you to be able to accomplish the job to the best of your ability is Worship and glorifying to God. And, and I know we kind of can easily think of like those those that glorify God the most are like the preachers and the missionaries and the ones that their job is doing godly things, right? Yeah. But for most of us, that's not us. And you're, you and how you handle your business at your secular job is just as much worship as those that are on the foreign mission field. And you've got to be aware of that. You've got, is important. Working hard is a kingdom ethic. I uh, think, I think working is one can be the biggest shower of gospel and God's glory because I mean, the world and everyone else, they shouldn't be working as hard as you, but can also be the mm-hmm. biggest hindrance. Mm-hmm. Like at the same time, yeah. And you feel, man, you feel that. Like, I see that. Like, I know, I know people that I've worked with in the past that they'll, they'll say they're Christian. They'll say, they'll talk about this or that. And then it's time to work and they're gone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or they're trying to put somebody else and it just, you know, that, you know, that's, that's important. And working hard um, and doing all these things is going to build good relationships and is going to, give you respect with the people around you, which also glorifies God. Um, Biblically, the way that Christians work and the way that they handled their relationships, another one we'll talk about soon, that, um, that gave them good reputations and gave them gospel opportunities within their community. Which is what it's all about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so working hard, uh, your relationships and how you handle your relationships should be glorifying to God. And, and 
let me say this too. Let me right here is a good time for me to say this is me and Joy giving you what we feel like we've learned through our study of scripture and through us being mentored by others. It is not us trying to say, "Hey, we've got this all figured out. This is what we do every day." <laughs> we're we're here with you, the listener. Um with a I feel like we've got we understand these concepts pretty well and we're trying to get our heart to these places. We're trying to get consistent in these areas. And so putting others first in your relationships and how you handle your relationships, both your deep relationships being your family and also your casual relationships being if you work a job or you have just customers that you just see very occasionally or you're kind of somewhere in the middle of relationships being coworkers that you see on a daily basis. Like how you handle those relationships, how you handle those people, how you treat those people can either glorify God or bring shame on God if you claim to be a Christian. Um, so that is very, very important. We want to handle our relationships. We want to be, we want to take these, you know, we said working hard is a is a kingdom ethic, a kingdom characteristic. So is forgiveness, is love, is patient, is, you know, all the fruit of the spirit. Like those are, those are kingdom characteristics that we want to display in the way that we talk and treat other people. And and relationships all across the board. I mean, within your your family, like this is very, 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 very important. Like it is important for me the way that I treat my daughter and how I handle that, and that I come first with forgiveness, patience, love. Um, you know, it is important the way you treat. You know, you. I know we've got some younger listeners or some. I know some listeners that you know if you're out there and you're the way you treat people that you're dating you're interested in like that is very very important like there's a way to do that that glorifies god and a definite way to do that that doesn't glorify yeah. <laughs> god um the way you treat like i mentioned the way you treat your co-workers um not and again we're not like it's easy to treat people good to treat you good we're probably even more talking about the people that don't treat you good right yeah like i, like I said earlier all this takes it takes work and it's something that i know i have to work at daily because i have to try to bring a balance of like being patient and feeling like my coworkers are taking advantage of me because they know my heart and how I am Yeah, and knowing that they are and just, you know, praying, trying to have a mind attitude of I'm not working for them. I'm not working for my boss. I'm not working for the owner of this company. I'm working as I'm working under the Lord. That's good. I have to preach that to myself on a daily basis. That's good. And that's it right there. You know, putting God first is understanding that truth right there, that you are ultimately, you're working for God. Ultimately, these gifts that he's giving you, giving you, he's giving you are on loan. And you steward them because God owns them ultimately. That includes your, like if you're a parent, the way you handle your child, you handle your, uh, the way to handle your child in a way that glorifies God is to handle your child understanding ultimately that child belongs to God and not you. Yeah. The way you handle your money in a way that glorifies God 
is handling your money with an understanding that this is not my money, this is God's money. And I'm just stewarding it. And he has just given it to me to handle it well. And that's another one. I didn't write this down, but it is, and I think we're going to do a podcast on specific money and handling money in the future um, in a godly way. But that's that's important. Like, handle your money well. Steward your money well. That's, that is a kingdom characteristic. That is, you glorify God with the way that you do that. Yep. Um, I think another, a, a life that glorifies God on a daily basis is a life that is regularly making the difficult decisions because they're the right decisions. Um, oftentimes, the easiest decisions are not the ones that bring God the most glory. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um and and when we say all this, we're I want to throw this disclaimer out there also. We're desiring for you and us to be thinking about yourself here and not someone else. <laughs> not <laughs> your spouse, not your friend, not your we want you to think about these things concerning yourself. First and foremost, and only yourself. Um, so that's that's what we're after, and that's that's especially tough. Just speaking directly to the men here, as you try to lead your family, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church, and to lead your children towards the truth, but not provoking them to anger. Like that's that's a tough one, especially in the men as they try to lead their families. God, I provoke my child to anger so much. <laughs> like I just man, I provoke I provoke my my dog to anger and anger, but you know, Bible doesn't say I can't do that. <laughs> You're good. You're good. That's glorifying God. Right, yeah. Do that more. <laughs> That's neutral. That's neutral. Um, <laughs> so kind of the, one of the purposes behind this talk is other than it's just something that's, that's important, obviously, because the Bible says so is we kind of want to, we're going to at some point probably talk about perseverance of the saints and um, eternal security and those things. We want to kind of something that, that I, I didn't understand for a long time that I want to make clear to you is this Christian walk, your salvation, your faith in Jesus is an everyday fight. Brother or sister, if you are listening to this and you think that you're saved because you put your faith in Jesus or you walked an aisle or you said a prayer five or six years ago and you haven't had a day where you've desired to glorify God in weeks, months, or years, your faith is not in Jesus. True biblical salvation, true eternal salvation, true the Holy Spirit is inside me and has made me a new creation, looks like a fight for glorifying God on a daily basis. That's what it looks like. And that is what we're after. That is what it is a your sanctification, your salvation. Like I want to try to like 
I want to try to explain to you the urgency and the importance and the significance and the depth of what we're talking about. You fighting to glorify God on a daily basis is not just something that good Christians should do. It is a fight for your soul. It is a fight for your soul that you will, if you are a Christian, by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will, He will win in you. It is a fight against your flesh, against what you want to be, against what you want to put first, and a fight to put God first that you cannot possibly do, that you cannot possibly achieve, but then you keep finding yourself doing it somehow because God has given you the power to. You can't do it in your own power, but he has given you the power to fight for this. And if that's something you you struggle with and you're like, I don't know if that... It's part of my life. It is some days like seek the Lord and get that value. Yes. We, why do we do this? We glorify God. Yes, he created everything to do that. Yes, he created us to do that. Yes, that is our purpose. Yes, that is our goal. But ultimately, why do we do it? Because he deserves it. He's worth it. Because he is worthy. And God is just us saying he is worthy of everything that I have. And so he is worth he is worth more than that bad relationship you might be in right now. He is worth more than the worship that you're dealing with. He is worth more than you fighting for yourself and fighting to be right. He is worth more than he is worth you working hard, worth you making hard decisions. He is worth, worth it. He is worth it. He is worth all of it. He is worth everything we've said is completely impossible and completely difficult. It is impossible to seek the glory of God above your own in times of gain and in times of loss and times of pleasure and of pain. But as Paul, the context that he's saying in Philippians chapter 4, it's being impossible. I can do that because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because it is not my strength that I am with. It is Christ. Yeah, there's that. Um, and I know you love this group, but Beautiful Eulogy mm. is that one song where they say, there's nothing worth keeping if it's keeping us from Jesus. That's good. And I'm just like, every time I hear that song, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Because, man, like I have heard so changed my outlook on the movies that i'll watch because in the end it's just it's not worth it <laughs> so any questions about that let us know um if, if you're watching the live it was kind of i feel like i kind of hurt you in that because what you're saying was really good and then i switched <laughs> camera views not realizing that now you cat while you're doing all that Hey, I'm just trying to keep the cat off the table. It just jumped him all out. <laughs> like, like you can't. Like, if you look at the the front face, you can't see that you're petting a cat. You just look normal. I know that's why. But then I, a cat in your lap. Side cat. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell. I didn't think about it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, Damn, um, I feel like this was a good one, guys. We we just want to just convey that urgency and that significance. Um, Joy brought up a good, hey, beautiful eulogy. Um, they will help you in this. You can get all their music at, at Humble Beast's website. Also, 
Man, KB drop. It's amazing. Check it out. It's called His Glory Alone. So, well, it's kind of similar to the theme <laughs> we're talking about. Um, go check that out. This episode is brought to you by Red Letter redletterclo.com redletterclo.com sorry I said that wrong last time redletterclo.com go check them out like we've already mentioned they've got a line of stuff that says God first how much more of a reminder could you have than wearing it on your chest get me one of those shirts yeah yeah we'll be getting those soon redletterclo.com also this episode is brought to you by Lofty Leather Company Again, just a company trying to distiness of God. And so check them out. They make some really cool stuff. Check them out on social media. Good good friends, good guys, all of them. Uh, go follow us on social media. Instagram, Facebook. We're starting these Facebook Live videos. So everything you just are watching us while we do it. Uh, I think Joyce is throwing up gang signs. but uh, uh, You're doing Facebook, Instagram. Oh, was- yeah, yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Kind of Twitter. We haven't done Twitter in a while. But uh, you got any questions, holler at us. Any ideas on what we should talk about in the future, let us know. Thank you all that have listened to us. Thank you all that have joined us on live. And we will catch you on the flippity flip. Flipping it. Say that I went soft on this one, yeah. Yeah. Hey, my mama loved me like a rock, my mama loved me, yeah. I knew that since I made a room up out of tummy, yeah. I, I knew that cause she put that food inside my tummy, yeah. She told me how to turn that gloom into a sunny day. I, she said that love's not just a verb, no, it's an action verb. But I've been thinking that it's Lincoln or a passive word. Something the world be acting like it's lacking, that's for sure. I've been scratching on my nappies, trying to see what makes you happy. I've been rapping for the love and peace, but I guess that's absurd. Cause radio be playing rappers that be trapping birds. But baby, I know why the cage bird sees. Cause only love can make the type of bells that free dumb rings. What that means, you and me, we got the keys. We could get it started like the black eyed peas. Yeah, I say we start right here, I'm so sincere. I'd rather lend two ears than tattoo tears. And yeah. Hey, I love you.